stage you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is Fade You. Hello and welcome to all our dads out there and our moms. You are listening to episode 101 of the Fade You podcast. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. My name is Matthew James. I host the show. I have my dads here with me to talk sports and gambling and probably some other dumb shit. So we are on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Please follow us if you like to be entertained and if you like money because we fade then and that's profitable. Very much so. If you enjoy this episode of our show, subscribe to the pod, hit that little button. You'll get to listen to our shows as they come out. We have just two shows during this Thanksgiving week. We will record one today and most likely Wednesday. We'll talk some NFL week 12. We will talk the potentially God awful Thanksgiving slate. Uh, this could be all time bad. Shout out to friend of the show, Dave Sherapan, the sports book can sig. He came on our show for episode 100 last week. Go ahead, go back, check that out if you haven't already. But man, Dave's poopy Jags pick. Not good. Chris Yikes. Dukes. Dave said it. Sometimes when you bet poop, you end up stepping in shit. That one ended up not being rose, uh, rose-scented rose shit for sure. But uh, yeah, the, the Niners just did what they did to the Rams and just from start to finish uh, didn't let the Jags in that game you know, 13 minute drives, just eating up the clock, some hot shit. Niners look like people expected them to look. What do you think? Kmart Niners back. <laughs> um, I mean, they always play the Rams tough. It was just the Jags, but it was the first time beating them in Jacksonville. So that was nice. I remember, I don't know, 20 years ago getting steamrolled there in the rain with Steve Young and I was a child and I cried. So it was <laughs> nice. Kyle, you're going to cry again. You have to lay three at home. Uh, how are the Niners at home land points recently? It's yes. fine. I'm just going to channel what they did two years ago to Minnesota in the playoffs and, and hope for the best. But if, no, if nothing else, it's nice when they were, they, a lot of people had said that's a letdown spot. After the Rams win, you're going to the East Coast in the early window. A lot of people pegged that as like they may not have it. So it's nice to see them come through when they're expected to come through, if nothing else. Nice to see Ayuk finally being a compliment to Debo. Debo's amazing. Debo, I mean. Might be better than Jerry Rice. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> uh joe how are you feeling man uh currently like absolute dog shit uh in case you guys haven't heard i did test positive for covid last week so i'm still getting over that so i'm playing injured today and uh yeah i did a covid uh podcast with uh dave over at uh turtle sports everybody go give that a listen to and uh retweet them follow them they're they're pretty fucking awesome so yeah i feel okay uh could be better but slightly improving. Hopefully by the weekend, I'll be okay. But Thanksgiving will be spent solo this year for me. Neil, you love to see the dad just battling. Battling through. It's what he's got to do. He'll be, he'll be fine. It's fucking <laughs> Joey. Yeah, I'll be fine. The only, the, the funniest thing is uh, 
no smell or taste. So I, I had to take a sip of vodka and I sent a video to the boys over the weekend. It, it literally, I'm not exaggerating when it tasted like water. It didn't burn nothing. It was just water. And I sent a video to the boys just to prove it. So, but it was just one measly sip. So I don't fuck myself up worse. Chris, you and I were watching, uh, we were watching, oh man, we were watching some winners. That was when, uh, Saturday night we, we ended with six and O on the Utes, on the Cox, on the under and Okie state. And, and we were getting those videos from Joe and he's just, he's swigging straight from the bottle and it's nothing. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a interesting thing when you, anybody that's gone through that before with a sinus infection or anything where you're, you're, you can't taste or smell. It's like, it's really trippy when you, you have something like either wine or beer or, or hard a, and you're used to it tasting like something and it's just nothingness. It's kind of cool because you don't have to like Joe, so you don't have to growl at it. You don't have to, you know, do anything when it goes down, but it, it's just weird. Yeah. You don't want, you don't know what your body's feeling, but I think Joe, we need you back. I like when you send S words. I like when you fire off chug. So get well soon, buddy. So uh, when Den has shit days, you could just fire off some yugs for us. No, I will. 100%. I'm, I'm probably within a week of being back to, to normal but hopefully the no taste thing can stay for at least a week so i could do some fucking straight damage (laughs) (laughs) well we have to start with what we watched last night with the steelers and the chargers on sunday night football chris never good when you're on the under and you get 41 points in the fourth quarter steelers put up 27 what in the actual fuck was that game? That game was so over early on, and then we kept texting each other under dead, but then it looked like it was still alive because they because Steelers sucked in the red zone, and then you got a block pun and understand, and that's when it all hell broke loose and eighty yard touchdown by Herbert, and it's just just a track meet, and it's just funny because I could see Den right now for all you guys that didn't see our posts follow us at Fiji sports den was in attendance at sofi and i could just see him jumping around his little smile happy as a clam he went four and one but we we snuck out the cover with the steelers but he he probably loved seeing all those points i'm actually surprised he didn't fire more second half he probably would have went back to the well but uh funny funny game well we jinxed him on twitter because when the steelers were down 17 in the fourth quarter we uh we prematurely gave Den his five and zero, oh, and, uh, and then the chargers pulled the chargers and Den was able to only get four and one. Let's examine this from a uh, recapping your bets. And, and really for us, it's a contest perspective, Joe, you are on your, it's well-documented. You're fading the Steelers every week. You were some yep. people, some people would say you can't lay points with the Chargers at home, and you stood right in front of that and you said, "Watch me," and you did. And you had a seventeen-point lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, so Dude, yeah, like that's one where you can't hate the bet and the play. Like that's just weird NFL variance, and and you had a terrible bounce not go your way. One hundred percent, and uh, yeah, it's it was just one of those fucking results that. Can, it's just not going to be replicated. Like I know I was on the right side. Yeah, I lost. So, you know, it wasn't the right side, but I would do that bet a hundred times again. Um, they had that stat came up on the screen. Steelers were over in 225 
in their history went down 17 in the fourth quarter and they're less than two minutes left. They're leading that fucking game. So they're about to go one in 225, but nope. And then the fucking Steelers have scored 26 points over their previous seven fucking quarters. And then they scored 27 in the fourth quarter of that game. So I'm like, okay, you know, it, it's just, it's just one of those scenarios that you just put your hands up and say, well, fuck it, whatever, you know, turn my four and one into a three and two real quick. I was happy to get it with Dennis, but where with the fade den, but still pissed about, you know, losing one point in the contest. Kmart, you were on the other side of it. You had the Steelers for your contests. And I'm still a little confused on what you're doing. If you're trying to lose or trying to win, or I don't even know if you know what you're doing. But anyway, you're on the other side of it. Fade Den, obviously, on the other side of it. That's one, I mean, it's hard. Because on one hand, I totally get the argument that, like, if you lay six with the Chargers at home, you're just, you're asking for them to do something stupid. But there are certain teams that just can't seem to close out games. But on the other hand, I mean, the fluky stuff it took to get that Steelers cover is, that's not going to happen very often. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Joe hit it on the head. It's <clears throat> It was just kind of BS. I mean, I took the Steelers expecting them to to lose, so I was very happy when I checked the score in the fourth. And, and then I checked, you know, about 20 minutes later, and I was like, okay, I got to go look at what happened here. And, yeah, just that happens. It, it, it's just funny. When I was actually trying to do well in the, in the contest, I didn't get those type types of lucky breaks. And – now that I just kind of don't care, it's just silly. <laughs> but Neil, Neil, that's that's basically it, right? It's just silly. But is there something to this? Like, are there certain teams that you just have to be weary in general of laying points? Like, I think oh, and I think the Chargers, like especially, just simply because like we saw them go out to Baltimore and just completely lay an egg. I I, I know the whole like new attitude is like you go for it on fourth and one but do you go for it on fourth and one from your own 34 yard line when you have a tie game you know and it's 34 34 with like four minutes to go um you know there's some things that the charge that the chargers just do to that i think only the chargers can um you know regardless of new coach and what it whatever it is so it was certainly fluky joe's right i mean that, that was the right that was the right side Chargers did whatever they wanted to offensively pretty much for almost all that game. Um, but they found a way to just be the Chargers. But Chris, at the end of the day, it's an ATS loss for the Chargers as a favorite of six points. And I guess I would nominate the other team I would nominate to this very special class of you can't ever trust them laying points is uh, Kelly's boy, Mike Zimmer, seems to let everyone back in every game would that be another team you would be really really cautious laying five six seven oh yeah they they are always in close games and that's why you know a lot of professionals and a lot of us were we were on vikings you know getting obviously it was two and a half early the contest made it one and a half and you thought we got lucky you know cousins had great numbers three touchdowns thank god that wasn't a a pick at the end, he goes right down the field. They, you know, ice the clock and kick the game winner and plus one holds for us. So yeah, when you're getting, you're getting points, you like the Vikings, uh, you know, even uh, when they're in, in Arizona catching two or three and they lose by one, 
Um, they just find ways to, to, to keep it close, but don't necessarily win outright. So yes. Certain teams, I, I can't explain it, but it just seems to be the way it is. Let's move on. Neil, you want to take a victory lap? You got on this podcast last week and you said, this is my favorite college football play of the year. Do you want to take your victory lap? Welcome home, West Virginia. So, yeah, I, I love West Virginia um, at home versus Texas. Texas is just in, the, you know, in shambles, uh, a la USC Trojans right now. Um, it, you know, going back, it was motivation. West Virginia needed to win two back-to-back games in order to be bowl eligible. Texas did also. But I was West Virginia's got Kansas on deck, so they should be going to a bowl. Texas, you know, yeah, they hung in there. It was an eight-point win by West Virginia. Um, so kudos to West Virginia. I, they got it done, covered the, covered the two-and-a-half. Um, Texas again this week, and we sort of talked about it. Texas is at home. They're playing in Kel- Kelly's K-State. Um, and somehow it's, it's a little smelly, Chris, I'd like to see it, hear your thoughts. It seems smelly, um, but Texas is now laying a, a full field goal to K-State. Obviously, Texas has nothing to play for. They're not going bowling. K-State's seven and four, and somehow K-State's getting a field goal right now. So I, I, I booked a little K-State plus a field goal. Um, I, I, don't, I don't love it as much as I love West Virginia, but I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. Part of what you talked about on the pod last week, Neil, was that like these guys aren't going to Texas to play in some like whatever bowl game. And for West Virginia, they did have some motivation. And I loved seeing the clip of South Carolina's coach talk about how much it meant to those guys that they're going to get to go to a bowl after winning like two games last season. And so right. we've talked about this on the pod a couple of times where that is something to now consider is like, what are, what are teams still playing for? If it's the big schools like SC and Texas that aren't going to go to a bowl game, like what is left to do other than just play this out? And I think we should just take a moment and pour one out for the, the fine Trojan and Longhorn fans. I, I think I texted it to the group the other, the other day, and Kmart, I'll let you start with this. Fuck Imagine- those motherfuckers. I'm not pouring shit out for them. we were all in high school in the early 2000s and this was the height of pete carroll and usc and and i know kyle doesn't want to say his name but mac brown in texas vince young if you could go back to yourself and say hey guess what when you're in your 30s and you're just a degenerate loser neither of these two programs are even going to be remotely nationally relevant isn't that kind of wild to think back at how different the landscape was back then? Kyle, I mean, you're a USC fan, kind of, I guess, still. But I know you, you made a comment it doesn't really bother you that much. Like, what's up with how things have changed? It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I don't beautiful. know. There's mixed emotions. Like, I don't think the high school version of me thought that far ahead. But, <clears throat> I mean, you knew – you knew title windows come and go. I think I said it in week four that this is probably the worst SC team since 99 with Paul Hackett. So, you know, it's been a while since they've been, you know, this complete and utter terrible, but I mean, 
to Joe and Chris's point, I mean, I, I still think it's kind of good for college football because you have other teams that are more relevant. I don't really know if it's UCLA. It always sucks to get bent over by your crosstown rival, but you know, it's, it's the most points ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's whatever though. It's, it's not like as an SC fan, we thought we were going anywhere. So it's, it's more of just, we're going next week to the BYU game and it's more of to just watch the dumpster fire. It's just to have fun with your friends and family. Is that true though? Like, is it for most, are most fans living in reality of like, okay, we're not going back to the good old days. Or do you think people still have expectations that like, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we should win the PAC 12. We should be nationally relevant, able to play with big schools. Well, yeah, you hear that. I mean, the board is clearly pissed. They think they should compete every year, but it's just not realistic. And I mean, you saw the fan base, whether it's due to COVID or, or the fact that they suck, probably a combination. It's it's the same that it's always been as long as I've been a fan. So it, it's a fully loaded question, and it's going to be different depending on who you ask. I'm sure all 17 uh, L.A. college football fans are pretty upset right now. And, Neil, I mean, if you're Texas, have fun in the SEC. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Great, that's fucking great hilarious. Like, that, yeah that's gonna go over real well like this was maybe their last chance to win a bowl for a while because can't wait for that yeah if they're going you know whatever two and eight in in the big 12 right now uh you know good luck lining against you know lsu and mississippi state and let alone georgia bama and florida i mean good luck that's a great decision guys. dude they're gonna get oh, dumped trucks <laughs> yeah Chris, you and I were talking about it the other night, like just kind of reminiscing to all the old schools that were powerhouses in the 90s. Like, I mean, and the early 2000s there with we talked about SC in Texas, but like Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan. I mean, it's to try to explain that to younger fans now that have really only known the SEC and Bama. It's pretty wild when you think about it. Yeah, I just sent something to you guys. It was funny because growing up, they were so good. I was in seventh, eighth grade. I'm not that old, okay? I wasn't in high school, Matt. Speak for yourself. We're pretty, we're pretty old, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself with the high school. But, uh, yeah, so I grew up in Manhattan Beach, and all those guys all wanted to go to SC, and they just all thought they were just hot shit, and they were so good. And so it says my home city following the spanking with a wooden spoon. They're all curling up in a whittle ball, and uh, they're going to fly the – the flags at half staff all day <laughs> they're dead so oh, it's God. funny to see <laughs> that's probably not the only thing that's half staff this morning <laughs> wow yeah what a time what a time in college football can't wait for the new rankings tomorrow right god go Jesus. sensei all right let's take a break and we want to get to a couple other things after we want to talk about uh the malice at the palace the sequel we want to talk about Joe's Eagles win total under and uh, how that's looking. And then we just have some Chris Duke being Chris Duke at the end of the show. So we'll be right back. All right. Did we all see the malice at the palace, the sequel? Who you got, Neil? LeBron or Isaiah Stewart? 
I don't know if I saw a mouse. I saw I saw a bitch punch a punch another guy. That's that's what I saw. So uh, no, that would be a fun that would be a fun one though. I mean that like Isaiah Stewart wanted a piece. What, like what I'm, the hell I'm, was I'm, he on? Whatever he's on, holy shit! Yeah, he was ready to go. So he he was um, ready to and, go for sure. Yeah. So as 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 a dad, I will say you know my I have a I have a seven year old son who you know, look forward to watching the, the new space jam. And I begrudgingly let him go. I was not going to go, but he went with his cousin because I wasn't going to give that fucker any money. Um, <laughs> so I did, I was very happy to, to show my son what had happened. And I said, son, that's what a bitch looks like. And my <laughs> wife got a little mad for my first, but I was like that you don't do. Joe, I saw this on Twitter before we started recording. People were wanting odds on whether or not LeBron has ever taken a punch in his life. Zero percent chance he's taken a punch. He's probably somebody's probably missed his head and he acted like he got hit many times, but he's never actually <laughs> fucking been clocked in the mouth. Kmart, isn't this just add it to the list of why this guy just fucking sucks? I mean, I, I was watching that and was just like, please let him rip his head off. Like, <laughs> I, I was just like, please, is this the last moment I ever see him in a Lakers uniform? Can I actually cheer for the Lakers again? So I, I oh, my God. And he didn't even look that crazy. But, man, I wanted him to just get a piece of him. And it looked like he ran through the uh, locker room uh, Doug Christie style to try to meet him. <laughs> so who kn- who knows what actually happened but uh man that that was pretty uh as a fan that was pretty spectacular dude i would pay an unbelievable amount of money to watch lebron get his ass whooped oh 100 percent. it would be the funniest fucking thing yeah in the world. join the club i feel like i don't know chris what do you think are most people just tired of his shit and just want him to fade away at this point yeah, uh, the average. Look at us. We don't. We don't like it. So, yeah, it would be funny. I wish they let them do shit. Like, I mean, at least they, you know, Doug Christie, Rick Fox. It was cool because they did shit like Kobe too. You know, Kobe got into it with people and and stuff. It would be cool if they actually let people Roger go Bell, at it. But... Childs, <laughs> it would be Childs cool. Actually got a piece of them. It would be cool, like in a real sport, like NHL, where you get to just drop the gloves and duke it out, right? But no, yeah. God forbid that can't happen in the NBA. No chance. Well, Chris, how much do you remember the original Malice? Like we we just talked about how the '90s and the early 2000s were a different time in college football. You remember Rashid going in? No, it was our test. It wasn't. Dude, I mean, Rashid's got his that was, Rashid's that got was his own mayhem. shit. But this, yeah, this was nothing compared to that. That was unbelievable. They're going and fans are getting involved. Holy shit! That was yeah, that was wild. Fifteen years ago, almost to the day. Yeah, there's yeah. there's the Netflix documentary on it. It's it's badass. It's really really good where they recap everything. And, Doesn't yeah, he just uh, wind up and clock some dude? Actually, I think it was 17 years ago to the day because I remember coming back. Like it's just crazy how the world works with stuff like that. Some dude threw something at Ron Artest when he was laying on the scoring Popcorn. scorer's table. Yeah, and then he got pissed off and went after that guy. Yeah, and then. Yeah, and he socked that other dude right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then all hell broke loose. Just wild. Wow. Yeah, I crap. did see, and- sp- speaking of anniversaries, uh, I did see that this is the anniversary of the butt fumble nine years ago today. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. 
uh, SC quarterbacks, right? Nine years ago, man, they got destroyed by the Patriots that game. I think that the butt fumble play made it. I want to say it was 21 nothing New England. You see Rex on the sideline. <laughs> see Sanchez trying to pick himself up off the grass. And, man, the dude's ass just. <laughs> Dude, that was so epic. So, Chris, here's a quick quick flashback for that game. I, uh, I was watching that with Doug and his dad, also named Doug, at their house. And we, were, we all bet on the Patriots. <laughs> we were just like. Are the Jets even trying at this point? Yeah. Like, dude, just they just got absolutely railroaded. It's fucking great. I think I was pissed. I think this was before. Um, this was before you guys did fade Den. That was before, and I, I think Den was on him. And I was just remember being like, "Motherfucker, the Jets are gonna do it to me again." Give Den the free money. Uh, a lot of reminiscing. A lot of good times. This is this is fun. Uh, what's not good times is if you are holding a season win total under <laughs> on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Joe, do you want to you want to talk about how you're feeling about that one? Fine, because we already banged the Chiefs under as well, so it's all good. But yeah, I'm pretty pissed about the the Eagles. Shocked that they <clears throat> actually pulled their cocks out and figured it out. I guess after their coach is talking about plants and shit on the wall, but whatever, you know. Chalk it up. It's going to be an L unless they can go on a one and seven run or six run or whatever it is. But you know what? They're, it's all good. They, Joe, they have such a shitty schedule. I know what you're seeing. They got like <laughs> two games against the Giants, two against football team. I think Jacksonville sprinkled in there. Like it's fucked. Because yeah. you and I are in the same. You and I are in the if, same boat. Yeah, if you want a schedule. team to lose out, you don't want to be in the NFC East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. and what, what's crazy is they won their first home game in a year. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still and they're still gonna go over the season win total, which is pretty fucking remarkable. So saw that one wrong. Guess we don't know shit, right? Dave Sharepan. Mm-hmm. How do you, you Neil, you follow you were on it too. How do you explain what we're seeing here with Philadelphia? Because you have a quarterback who really can't make throws. Like this is kind of a one trick. Like our guy Lombardi, he keeps saying like they're running Oklahoma's offense. Like this is not an NFL offense that they're running. So how does a really, how do two really good D coordinators in a row, Vic Fangio and Dennis Allen get just steamrolled by this Jalen hurts offense? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And it's not like it's, it's not like there's totally an offense, you know, in the league that's not comparable. I mean, if you look, look at what Baltimore is doing and we would all say at this point, like Lamar Jackson, a, a is a much better athlete than hurt that hurts is and B can throw the football. Like to Lamar's credit, I didn't think he was going to work out when he first came in, but he's done an amazing job getting much better throwing the football hurts. Can't he still can't. And, you know, it's not gimmicky like the wildcat was back in the day you know, where it just took some time to kind of let people run through it and figure it out. Like, but no one can, like, it's kind of a much, a very vanilla style that people can't figure out. Um, And yeah, it's, it's surprising to to say the least. I did not expect it to go this way. Chris, do we look to fade the Eagles in the foreseeable future? Yeah. I mean, they're at the Giants, so you they're probably going to gonna be laying points. You're going to have a division home dog there with the Giants. I don't know what the look ahead was on that. They actually go Giants, Jets, and then their week 14 bye. Oh, my God. Yeah, who talked about their schedule? It's Giants, Jets, bye, football team, Giants, football team again. 
Yeah, people are saying they, they have a chance for the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, how do you not regress after every the whole league is averaging 70 rushing yards a game against the Saints and they go for 240 or whatever? I mean, that's outrageous. They just couldn't stop them. But yeah, this is when uh, this is when we do what we always do and we buy low and sell high. And, you know, like you said, they've been very, very small uh, faves or small dogs all year and now if they're going to be laying over field goals to a touchdown to other division foes we're going to be on the doggies and actually chris now as you, you just sort of i think maybe touched on something that i just sort of picked up on was maybe that's exactly it maybe it's just in a league that has gone so pass happy like here's the team that's not like here so there is a little something different because they're not you know winding back and throwing it 40 times like they're going to be that team that's going to rush it so they are doing something different than you know, than everybody else. Yeah, but if you make him throw, that's when the Eagles are in trouble. It's kind of like a not not necessarily the same shit, but it's like a like a, a service academy school that gets down twenty. You know, they're fucked. You they're put done. the Eagles Eagles down two scores, it's going to be very hard for them to come back in a game. So I think that's the game plan going forward. But whether or not these poopy teams can execute is a whole other, you know, question. Lombardi was talking about that on his pod today. He said, let's see what happens if somebody gets up 14 nothing on the Eagles and if they're able to throw their way back in. We haven't really seen that because they've been front-running the past couple weeks. Uh, but something else Lombardi touched on too, and Neil, you just brought this up with the running. You look at the Colts' performance yesterday, running it a, a fuck ton of times, just absolutely annihilating Buffalo. You look at what the Niners have done the last two weeks with their – I mean, they come out of the game and they're just punching people in the mouth and completely setting a physical tone. and and they've been able to run away with games. So maybe there's something to that, that in this time of year, teams just aren't used to getting smacked in the face with a running game. Maybe there's something to that. So uh, we shall see. Interesting spot. We were talking about the Saints getting blown out. For them, coming up on Thursday, Joe, nothing went right for the Saints. Uh, some may say that was like a, a Newton's Law kind of game where everything that, that could go wrong went wrong. Oh, you want to oh, touch oh. on that? On a, a what? Newton's law there? Oh, a, a what kind of law? I don't know, what is, Chris. What, what is it, that, Chris? I thought that was the law. Murphy Lee? Is it Murphy Lee? <laughs> Chris, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yo, just tell, real quick, it was one of the funniest things that happened this weekend. So, yeah, we were texting in the group chat watching a game. I don't, was it this? I don't even remember what game it was, but then Chris goes like, we were getting just absolutely destroyed. Falcons. Falcons. Oh, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris goes, oh, yeah, on Thursday. He's like, <laughs> He's like, oh, Newton's law, everything that can go wrong will. And I'm like, dude, that's Murphy's law, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Newton's law of motion or what? Like, what the fuck, dude? Murphy's law of relativity? I don't fucking know. (laughs) And Chris, you you even said your wife knew it. Like, you're the only idiot in the world that didn't know that was Murphy's law. I was like, dude, that's very well known, Chris. And his little little pea brain is blown away away about that. Speaking, oh of, speaking of Lombardi, isn't he on our podcast right now? I don't know. Let's let's ask him if he has a, a preview here of uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Do you want me to comment on? I mean, the the Bucks just just haven't played well at all. I mean, seriously, the you know, Tom Brady goes back to pass and uh, he's he's turning the ball over. I don't know what he's doing. And uh, I mean, the Giants, they're good on the road uh, as dogs, but. What are you going to get out of Danny Dimes? I mean, seriously, is he going to fumble the ball 12 times? I mean, is he going to throw a pick? Now, what do you think? I mean, come on, Matt. You, you, you got to 
give me something. Give me some feedback here on this Giants. I mean, they're going to be the healthiest they've ever been in a while, but what are you going to get out of Saquon? Are they going to block for him? Is he going to get 20 yards? I don't know. I'm going to wait for Dennis to chime in. And uh, guys, guess what? We have a treat. Dennis just texted me live here on the pod, and we're going to get some funky plays out of him tonight, guys. Good, good. You need to add some more Italian into that, though. And Mr. Lombardi, do you you have any thoughts on the clapper? (laughs) Oh, the clapper. I mean, what is he going to do? They're going to get into the red zone about uh, three times tonight, maybe kick a field goal, fumble one, and then uh, probably (laughs) – and then, you know, throw a pick. So, yeah, they'll get three points uh, out of the red zone. They're going to need Danny to run about a 50-yard touchdown like he did. Maybe he'll fall on his way in like he did a few years back. All right, let's get the den plays. What, what are we on? Guys, you're not going to believe this. So he goes over in the game, first half in game, and over Giants team total first half in game. I mean, what the? Oh, no. That was a shocker. You love to see it. <laughs> this is one of those ones where maybe 24 to 10 bucks, and he just avoids the big fave and runs into the Giants. <laughs> Oh God, dude! <laughs> what a guy! Hey, wait, one more. Can you get? Can we get a, a Lombardi thought on uh, Mike McCarthy? Oh, Mike McCarthy, this guy. I mean, look at his clock management. He's got three timeouts. He gets a third and twenty-four, uh, and he gets twenty-three yards. And the guy goes ahead and kicks the field goal and doesn't go for it on fourth down. I mean, really? I mean, seriously? What is this guy thinking? I mean, are, are the Cowboys gonna get far? in the playoffs with McCarthy. I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers ran him out of Green Bay, and here you go. Only, only the Cowboys and fucking their owner, Jerry Jones, would hire this guy right here because Jerry can keep him as his little puppet. I mean, that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing here, guys. That's good, Chris. We got to do a video version, and then you can just have like a big-ass fake ring as your Super Bowl (laughs) ring. be epic and send it to him. He'll probably love it. We love him. We love the Lombardi. Last thing before we get out of here, Chris, you've done pretty well recently with the poopy plays on Twitter. Do you want to just give people real quick? Cause I know we got to post fade down. Oh, we got an hour. What, what goes into those plays? Like, what are you looking for? Why do you love poop so much? So, yeah, we talk about all the time, like we're going to be on plays where, you know, everybody else has bailed. Nobody wants them. I mean, like I posted yesterday, the Kraken on L6 and the Caps have won six out of seven, shutting teams out on the road. Um, the line smells. You just look at it and goes, it, it's too good to be true. Joe sent us the differentials. Every Everybody in the world on the Caps, but the line didn't move. You want to look for those line freezes, just like Applebaum. We all talk about if the you know all the, the public's on one side at minus three, but that line goes down to two and a half. That's a huge tell that. Um, you know, that's probably the right side when you've got 80% of the tickets. And um, we talked to you guys about using streak for the cash a lot. When you see 99% of people are on a, a you know, a favorite of minus three or four and nobody wants that dog, go ahead and take the dog. Um, you know, same thing with NBA. They're laying three points. Why is this good team? That's 11 and three only laying three against the Pelicans at home. That's two and 12. So just stuff like that. Just, you know, get you just smells. It just seems too good to be true. So, but pick and choose your spots. Don't take every poop. That's why, uh, you know, I'm think we're six and five, our last 11. So just be, be picky with it. 
He's on Twitter at HazmatSuit23. We always retweet from the Fade You account. So he is our chief sanitation officer, our smelly bitch. And we love him. Right, Joe? Sometimes he pisses us the fuck off, but we do love him. We do love him, even though he does make us mad. But he accepts when we can bust his balls about Newton's law. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we will call it a pod. We will go and fade Den. Everybody follow the Twitter at Fade You Sports. We gave a little bit back yesterday. Dennis had a decent day thanks to Sunday Night Football, but we are still up over 60 units. Fading Dennis all time. Let's keep growing. And Chris, just remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop. It smells, but guys, just like yesterday, we rub it off our shoes. Keep trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. is fake.